Hey, welcome to another episode of the Greencastle Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Kleck. I am coming to you from my spare bedroom because this is COVID-19 time. Uh, despite my ridiculous headset, I am not uh, calling the shots on a NASCAR race. Um, but we are excited to have another awesome guest on today, Erica Webster. She is a former soldier turned uh, PE teacher turned fitness instructor and turned entrepreneur, and she is doing great things out there in the entrepreneur space. She's a great advocate for veteran um, service organizations and veterans' causes, but more importantly, uh, she's really she's got a great story about how the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic hit her as a small business owner, and how she has pivoted uh, and continues to pivot to solve problems. And there's really some we're going to get into some some great conversations, some some great details. Pull the curtain back a little bit on the challenges she has faced and how she has just gotten creative, gotten innovative to solve problems. There's a lot to be learned. If you're a business owner or if you're just existing in the world trying to solve some problems, you can learn a lot from uh, from Erica's thoughts and from, from her actions and what she's done. I uh, hope you stay tuned. This individuality stuff is a bunch of crap. There's a reason why. A master of innovation. The key to this growing is you. Any rational person would give up. I can't disagree with that. Make sure that we're not prisoners of our own experiences. You need a team of great people. We'll not tolerate a loser. What they need is a common vision. Helping organizations win one veteran at a time. This is the Greencastle Podcast. Are you good? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you want to talk about? My mom. I don't know. You're the one who said you're the one who said you'd come on here. So what do you want to talk about? I know. Well, I was. I wanted I'm to show you my mug that says this is going well. Um, is, and that, is that sarcasm? I think it's irony. Um, yeah. So every day uh, at nine a.m., I have what's called tea with Coach E, and I go. I, I share the link with all of my members, and they can either come sit there and listen to me talk, or they can not. But they have a a post it's a daily accountability and they have to check in every day and that's what the check-in is so it's my video and it's from 9 to nine fifteen, and it's like current events um what's going on with dub what we're doing um for covid new classes and uh just basically hey like we're going to keep things normal and here i am i feel like i need to be present in their lives in order for me to kind of be relevant and um, because when this all started, I quickly learned that I was no longer in just the business of owning a gym, but I am now in the business of hospitality. Um, I am now in the business of entertainment. I am now in the business of therapy, you know, mental talking to people. So I became this like jack of all trades. And um, it actually, it, it's been awesome. And I'm kind of nervous that when we do go back um, to the gym in normal life, that I'm going to lose touch a little bit because we're, I'm so um, deeply involved in everyone's life every day. But anyway, so like this is going well is kind of like the chaos of the world yeah, is happening, yeah. but not here. This is like the. Yeah, little... I, I like the irony. It's yeah. It's it's good. And and so that's actually so. And again, that that's that's some great humor, and, and that's sort of uh, you know, you and I have known each other for a long time, and. And, uh, and we've interviewed, we, we, you know, we've, we've done an interview before, but, um, the reason I wanted to bring you back on to the podcast 
is because you and I were on a uh, on a Zoom call with a group of folks. Uh, I don't know a week or two ago, and you talked about your story um, about where you were and what was happening in your life when the whole coronavirus thing moved from uh, there, there's something going on over in some place called Wuhan, China, to holy moly, uh, this is real and it's affecting our lives. To oh my god, I, like non-essential businesses for which you know the the gyms were deemed non-essential those are shut down and i want to i want to i want you to kind of walk us back through um because I, I think people listening to this can really find some inspiration in your story uh you know we will everybody knows now that you're a you know you're a, a veteran you're a female entrepreneur um you're you're really uh, an inspiration and, and uh former teacher turned uh fitness enthusiast turned um counselor <laughs> in a in a COVID-19 world. So take us back um, a little bit through uh, where you were and, and uh, wh- what was going on with the business and sort of where your transition is from from the start of when this thing really started ramping up the, the COVID thing to, to where you are today. Um, well, to be honest, when this whole thing really kind of ramped up, I was on um, a Caribbean island drinking... Uh, margaritas in the sand and uh everything come full circle now right <laughs> minus the sand but just a lot of day drinking again yeah. yeah um and you know i was i didn't have service unless i was in my room and when i went up it was actually the first day i had like 20 missed calls and all these text messages and i was like oh my god someone died uh so i, I look and it's just what are we doing are you shutting down are you staying open and i was just like everyone chill first you know like chill let's evaluate the situation and i said until there's an order put out we're just going to continue to operate business as normal you know wipe down the equipment and so i had placed an order um for extra clorox wipes and i gave my coach the order that every member in the studio has it up like a container and they would use it for everything and i was like we're going to show them and let them see that we are cleaning before and after and they're cleaning i said just let it be visual they see us cleaning it means that we are doing it you know so this is um, when, when gyms were still operating open. and you were like, Hey, this is how we're going to tackle this problem. Yeah. Um, okay. because again, I'm not, I don't like to say that I freak out or, or buy into like the hype, but I'm like, okay, we'll address the situation as it comes. And this is what we were dealing with now is making sure that you were washing your hands. And then I even went and made a video talking about, you know, not touching, um, other, so someone else's equipment, not sharing it, not bringing in your own towels, using throwaway towels. And I kind of gave, I thought about all the things that were going to be, you know, germ spreaders and just put out a little memo. And that's like one of my, my things too, with my members is you're always going to hear it from me through a video. I'm going to go live. We're going to talk about it. No secrets. Um, and that's like the whole, like, you know, being authentic. And I told him, but, I said, you all. What's that? I was gonna say that this is early on. So this is still yeah. early on when. So already you're, uh, and that's that's part of the reason I want to bring you on is because you, your story is one one your 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 modesty is 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 uh it, it's 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 honorable and it's it actually it's it's an appealing quality of you that, that for all the years I've known you, you're you're very modest about what you do. But in this part, I'm I'm actually I'm gonna try and pull <coughs> push that modesty aside, and I really want you to brag on yourself because there's there's a lot of lessons that we can learn. So one of the first things I, I I'm hearing is that. Early on, you were out on the front end of this, like, okay, this is happening. We're going to get on the front end. And, and w- so what was your goal? Just like to just make your members feel comfortable or you just felt like that's what needed to be done? Were you mirroring what other people were doing? 
Um, no, I my the name of my game is offense. I don't like playing defense. So I immediately heard, and I and I knew where this was going to go. I mean, if you think about it, it's you see what's happening in the world. Italy was happening, and so it was only a matter of time. And like I said, like I don't I don't like defending. And I think I learned that in the military, where it was like it was never. Um, proactive we were always reactive and it was always hurry up and like fix it and so <laughs> i really hate that method so um that's why i kind of just took the initiative to start uh cleaning because that's where the problem started and i wanted them to feel comfortable and safe and that's kind of the motto anyway of dub so like when chaos is happening in their own personal lives they come to dub and it's safe and it's calm so if I start freaking out and I start ramping up and being weird and telling them to, you know, like start worrying, then now they have chaos in both parts of their life. So even like, in, like I said, like even now, I'm not going to jump ahead, but I always want to be that constant calm and that, you know, that almost like beacon of strength where they can trust me and they can follow me. And I think that's, you know, being a leader. And that's the whole thing behind Dove is like leading these women. So... Um, that was, I was only gone for a couple of days and then I came home for one day because I was going to visit my sister who was deploying to South Korea because she's a physician's assistant to go handle COVID. So I'm stressed out now um, about my sister going over to Korea. I had one day in between to go to Dub and kind of test the waters and see. And by this time, it was, the order was given um, that everybody needed to close. So the non-essential um, services are closing now when you get back from the Caribbean. And so now, but you're, you're still heading out before your sister deploys. So you're still leaving town with a business that of which, and for those who don't know, you are, you are owner operator. There's you don't have like a, a team of like 90 people helping run this. You are the, you are the face of the company, but also the um, executor of all operations. Yes. Well, I have I have an admin sure. and I have a, a coach. But yeah, there's there's three of us. We're a big yeah. team of three, yeah. um, whom I trust. So I knew that uh, it was in good hands too. Even in Jamaica, I was like, just do this, and I and I trust them to execute. I don't follow up. I don't micromanage. I just and that's how I, you know I built this team because of that. So, but I came home. I had the day, and um, I held an outdoor boot camp. It was a Friday morning at 5 a.m. and I put them in parking spaces and I said, this is your parking space. This is yours. Don't leave the white lines. And um, then I kind of, it was, I think we had maybe like 16 women signed up. And then by that morning it dropped to four. And that's when I was like, all right, wow. this is, you know, the women are scared. This is what I need to do. And that the whole idea behind that outdoor class was I wanted to, I wanted to gauge the temperature of it. So after that class, I went home and kind of, rewrote my entire business model and that afternoon I made a post that I was going to lend out all of the equipment in the gym and that we were moving to an online um, platform and that was going to start the next day. So the governor, I, I, so uh, so Trump declared as the national state of national emergency on a Friday and I think the governor of Pennsylvania, I think he, Governor Wolf followed like the following Tuesday or Wednesday and so this is what this is like after that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So this is very early on. You decided we're pivoting our entire business model. So so go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so and I'm friends with a couple other people in the industry as well, you know, across the nation. And we were kind of like, are you closing? Are you closing? Are you letting one person in? And it was this whole thing. And I was like, you know what? Just I'm closing the doors and I will give all my equipment away and we're going to make this 
possible because I don't want the fear of them coming in, you know, affecting or, you know, it was watching that class drop in size. I already knew that it was there. So lending out the equipment um, blew their minds, first of all, because when I told them we're going to move to an online model, I know a lot of them were worried about not having the weights or bands or blocks. You know, we use all kinds of stuff. So one of my um, one of my members, who's also my admin, she's very smart with tech, created an app instantly. And what it was is we took a picture of a piece of equipment. The person approved that that's what the equipment looked like when they received it. And there was no physical like exchange that had to happen. So they would submit what they wanted and I would walk the equipment outside. I'd spray it, wipe it, close the door. They would take it, give me a thumbs up, and then I would hit submit. And that's how we did that. It was just, you know, at that point I was like, we're, we're not touching. We're not going to be, we're not doing any of this. Um, and well, talk about surrounding your people, your, yourself with smart people, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's exactly. The only smart is the people around you, you know? Um, so then we did that and I created Zoom. So I gave a little tutorial to my coaches on how we were going to run Zoom classes. And I knew that the first kind I'm sorry, of... Wait, you, you said you, you created Zoom and you created a, a Zoom account platform like, for, yeah. for, okay, for, for conducting classes. Right, because everybody was discussing at the time, like, oh, we're going to go Facebook Live. And I just, not that it's unprofessional, but Facebook Live, you can't see them. It's, I just think the quality could be bad. I just, I wanted to still kind of keep the integrity of my business model while shifting to virtual. And uh, so this way, you know, you can pull, pull it up and you can have all those little boxes and I can still make corrections or maybe just even acknowledge the person that's in there. Whereas Facebook Live, you can't see who's on there. And that's not our thing. We, we so, want, uh, I'm sorry, so are you down at your sister's where she said Oklahoma? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this time I'm now in Oklahoma, Fort Sill. And, and so you are, again, not here at home where, where you run your business. You're now doing this remotely. Um and, and on top of this, correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't have, uh, you were not an online gen. You didn't have any virtual classes or anything like that. You didn't have YouTube videos where people could watch her. You, you were just a, you were an in-person gym and that was your business model up to this point, right? Correct. And so now you're down in Oklahoma visiting your sister before she deploys overseas and you're also trying to do a radical pivot to your business. Yes. All mm -hmm. right. So, so take us through, you have, you're like, all right. You, and again, we're almost we're almost skipping over pieces where you're like, I actually had to consider the different online platforms. And so, were you doing research? Were you tapping into a network to like, how are you make? How are you what? How were you gathering information to make executive decisions and to be confident that you're making the right one? Um, so actually, it was on my on my flight to Oklahoma when I was trying to figure out what the class schedule should look like, how many classes I should offer, how I can maintain paying my employees. Um, how I can get the members to want to stay members. You know, if, if you don't get to go to your gym, why should you stay? So all of these ideas are, you know, coming up into the forefront of my mind and I just needed to problem solve. Um, so I, one, one, you know, one step at a time and I based at the coaching schedule stayed the same so that it would be kind of normal that you would still have the same coach on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that you had as you came to the gym. I just shifted the times because I knew that now that the times were different, you weren't getting up and going to work. You, we were home. 
Um, but I actually felt like a really terrible sister because at my sister's house, I spent most of the time in their study, you know, in front of the computer. And that's when I started doing the tea with Koji because I would go live every morning because it was, it was changing. And I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And I wanted them to see me and hear it from me. And then my sister has um, like an in-home gym in her garage. So they're both dual military and, you know, super fit. So it was really actually to my advantage that I, that I was there and able to do this. But they're an hour behind. So that was, I think, probably my biggest mistake was I forgot. So I went to teach the class. And I'm like freaking out because nobody's online yet. And it was because I was an hour ahead. So I thought that I lost all of my members. I thought that it was like, <laughs> the worst feeling in the world. Um, but then... So your your team with Coach E, and this is something we talk about with as leaders and 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 business principals here in this weird COVID environment, is there's there's a variety of different groups that you need to connect with because you know we've lost connection. There's no nobody's coming into to your restaurant anymore. So you have your employees that you have to connect with. You have your your customers that used to. You have your vendors. Um, your tea with Coach E was designed to keep a connection with your members. Yes. And your, and your coaches as well, or, or that was separate? No, it was the same. So the, okay. the the idea was let's have a relaxed conversation and was like fireside chats, right? So you would see me in my home or wherever I was, and you would see that I was calm and that I was cool and that we were going to do this together. And it was a back and forth conversation. So it wasn't me making a video, kind of barking orders and giving instruction. It was, it's this, it's dialogue so that they can ask questions, um, as we go so at in the beginning it was more a lot of information this is what we're changing this is what's happening what are your questions yeah. now it's been what, five weeks four weeks um it's turned into our plan for the day or for the week uh and i can i won't gloss over any of that stuff we will get there in a, in a minute but um it was just my way of connection too because i'm an extrovert right so i need people and that's why i loved my gym and being there so now without seeing the people i started to kind of feel a little bit panicky like oh my god i'm not going to be important to them anymore and i need to be relevant and i need to i need to be involved i need them to want me and i think that's kind of where everything else started like coming into play um so like i said i'm a member you know with this gym group and we were kind of like bouncing ideas off of each other uh, but I'm the only model like mine, so I'm only women. And I felt that I had more of a predicament than they did because now women aren't going to work, and now that now they're teachers, right? So now yeah. they have, and not saying that men aren't the same, but the majority of my women sure. are all of those things. So I had that's when I had to adjust the times, and I decided that once I set the schedule, I couldn't change it anymore that I needed to become a part of their schedule. So when they wake up and they cook breakfast, you know, tea with Coach E needs to be on that agenda so that they would come sit with me from nine to nine fifteen, and then they would set their kids up and that's what happens. And then I needed to be in their agenda for, you know, when we do um, cooking with Coach Becca. So every Wednesday at noon, they come online and Becca cooks a snack and that we meal prep for the week. Um, and I wanted it to be consistent and relevant. So now we're helping them meal prep I'm also giving them, like, engaging with them in the morning. We're having our tea. So they have their tea or their coffee. Everyone has it. And they sit there. And it's funny because you can see, like, the, the kids running around. And now the kids know, like, oh, that's, you know, mom's going to sit there and they're going to have their tea and they're going to talk. 
Um, so so it's very much a, uh, and again, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but what I, what I hear is that you very much, or, or just, there's a, there was a lot of intuition that, that <clears throat> both as, as a woman who enjoys staying in shape, but also, uh, you, you mentioned yourself, like we're, we're human beings. You had your own personal desires. And, and so what I hear is that in, in, Hey, if this is when they needed to be have tea, or if this is another way that they needed to feel connection connected, uh, you know, meal prepping, that's a need they have. You were looking and, and, uh, and again, I, I think it's, a, I think it's really, it, it's, it's pretty impressive that your, your pivot continued to, to reflect, uh, an empathy and a an intuition like they're not just looking to work out because so far what you've talked about is uh having tea with them it has nothing to do with with their physical health it has their with their emotional and mental health uh meal prepping that's time management that's a mental health thing for moms who are trying to juggle being now like homeschool you know teachers and and working and then still doing all the other stuff they do and I, and I find it very interesting that you're like everything you've mentioned so far in the pivot of the business, very little has had to do with actually conducting classes. It's been just trying to be, as, as you said, I have to be a part of their business. And I think that's a, an interesting thing for business leaders to go, what do, what do my clients need and, and how can I, how can I adjust to meet their need? How can I pivot not only my, what I want, but my, my, my service model to meet their new needs now and is, is that was that an, uh, a conscious thought or was that just something that you were like just uh, what I'm doing um maybe a mixture of both I know that you know and I mentioned I needed to stay relevant so it was kind of I always tell people you can't be selfless without being selfish sure it's just it doesn't it's impossible so I think the selfish part of me was I still I, I needed them and in turn like I know that they needed me so I kind of it was just kind of I don't know, a little meatball right there of meeting each other. And, uh, <laughs> How big is your meatball, by the way? The way you molded that thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, lots go in there. Lots of ingredients. Um, so, and I, I did. I had to think about the whole. So I call, you know, the whole person. So the whole person isn't just the working out. That's like the tiniest little part. And, you know, and, and you know about Dub and the whole thing. We are so much more than just working out. That's just a little piece of it. So that's, you know, every Friday. So tonight at 6 p.m., this, this will be our sixth happy hour social that we do. Um, but we, we play trivia and games. So last week we did... Um, name that tune the week before was charades tonight um, is trivia I just made up a bunch of questions uh, about like the coaches and about dub and stuff that's relevant so we play games and their spouses are allowed to join um, they're allowed to invite their friends so you know there's 15 to 20 people on here and we're just drinking and having a good time and again people are like oh it's interesting that you're hosting like a drinking party and I'm like it's going to happen anyway they're going to do it why not facilitate it and again be relevant in their lives. So now they look forward to something with me, which is going to keep them engaged, which is going to keep them being a member and also keep them happy. You know, I don't look, they're not just a dollar sign because people can come and sign up for a month and then sure. they don't feel any love, then they leave. You know, so it's it's just, an, it's a big investment and it's, it's work, but I don't see it as work because I just, I don't know, I enjoy it too. And it was interesting. So I just um, got an invitation in the mail to one of my members, weddings and it's you know are you ever going to send an invitation to your wedding to someone who works at LA Fitness it's just probably not going to happen right so that to me is again it's like that's my paycheck that's my proof is that we're connected and it's this thing so I knew that I needed to take care of my people 
Um, I'm not a mom, but like, I feel like a mom to all of them. And so that became that. And then later came more physical fitness stuff. So the first like couple days, first week or so, I was more focused on having these set schedules. Things were going to happen at this time and they still do. But now uh, we've transitioned to every week. I put them into um, accountability groups. And so I took the list of all my members. And what I did was I broke them down to like who is shy, who doesn't talk, who needs more motivation, who's super motivated. And I divided them up so that each team, basically, or squad, if you if you will, was so evenly dispersed so that you had the extra, you had the introvert, you had the motivated, you had the strong. Um, and now I put them, I think there's 10 groups, and I put them with each other, gave them each other's phone numbers and emails, and every week they have a new challenge that they have to accomplish together. And um, so last do you, week... Do you label them? Do you let them know that you're the quiet one and you're the introvert? And you're the... No. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think they know. Um <laughs> But we created this um, shared Google sheet and they earn points. And so at the end of quarantine, when this is over, the individual and the top team, I'm going to um, probably just take out to dinner or something and we're just going to celebrate. And so it's something small, but it, yeah. it's helping them stay accountable. So now, now they're also getting closer to each other because sometimes when you go to the gym, you don't get a chance to talk to the person. So yeah. now we're creating friendships with nine, 10 other women in their group. They're texting each other and they're staying accountable and we're doing silly things. You know, last week the challenge was you have to do a hundred pushups a day, but they have to be outside. So nothing inside counted. Um, this week it's mileage outside. So I don't care what your steps are inside. I want you to go on a hike, go on a walk. Yeah. So it's things like that um, to just kind of keep them, engaged otherwise people are going crazy sitting on their couch and now i'm giving them homework and stuff to do that's also making them feel good it's giving them those endorphins and you know they're they're feeling better and they don't even realize that that's kind of what's happening they just think that they're doing a challenge but really i'm trying to strengthen their mental toughness as well that's fantastic i uh i want to go back and i feel like as I, I sort of took us out and, and down a rabbit mm -hmm. hole and um because I, I, there, there is, and, and this is part of it, um, but I want to go back and just kind of follow that story, the, how you pivoted and how you transitioned the business. And we sort of talked about a little bit about the end state where you are today. So you're in Oklahoma, you're at your sister's again, you, as you said, you're like married to the computer and, and using their gym. Um, you're out there, you're there for a week or where yeah. I don't know how long, mm -hmm. so, and so, um, what else did you do to to pivot the business to say, okay, this is a radical departure from our where I thought we were going to be six weeks ago? I thought we were just going to be smooth sailing. What else did you uh, did you introduce, or what other things did you consider? Were you on chat rooms with with uh, other gym owners, or what were you what were you doing to go? All right, not only do I need to ma maintain a connection, I need to I need to keep the lights on as well, um, and uh, and sort of what other what other things are you involved? Or are you doing right now that uh, that were uh, a result of that transition during that week or over the weeks that happened since? So I've been a part of this gym group um, for maybe like two years now, and there's probably 30 of us, uh, and we're all super close. It's gyms across again the country, and so we were all like spitballing ideas, and we all have a different kind of gym, whether it's CrossFit or yoga. And I think the biggest concern was um, membership. It was, you know, we running a business is expensive. Equipment is expensive. Mortgage leases are expensive. Insurance. So, a lot. The biggest concern was, what do we do? Um, because this is our job, you know. So, members don't pay membership. I don't get paid. 
And that was like the biggest concern of all of us in the group. And so we all kind of together in our own way, put together like a letter um, because we all had different concerns and different types of membership. It was more based on what can we offer you? Or, hey, if you are thinking about canceling, can we keep you on now and reimburse you at the end? Or can we offer something else? It was kind of like almost figuring out ways to like so that not everybody cut off at once yeah. uh, and that was the scariest part it was I still you know I still have to pay my lease on the building I still have to do all that stuff it doesn't stop and then of course paying coaches um, I don't want to take that money away from them and so that was kind of the next step that I dealt with kind of like by myself right so that's not anything that the members needed to know but I did want to open up the dialogue so I drafted a letter and ended up not emailing it because I hate I just feel like I don't read emails either. I don't, whatever. So I went and made a video and um, I ended up crying, shocker. But it was just telling them that, you know, out of everything going on, gym members in my group telling me that they've lost 60, 30, all of these people, I lost one. That's it. This entire time. One. Wow. And, and the, you know, it, for her, it was it was financial as well because, sure. you know, her life. But so I'm not angry at her at all. I still help her when she needs to. But that was it. And so, like, when I tell them, you know, we and we have to check in every day uh, with each other. And my, my check in is still, you know, I'm at I'm at one and people are like, I don't understand. And I think it's just it has nothing to do with me. I think it's their connection with each other and providing that online platform. So at nine, when we do the tea. They don't just get to see me they're they get to see everyone and i think like that was a really big part of it when they're like oh i miss you and i get to hear them talking to each other mm -hmm. i don't like sit back and i think that retained a lot of the membership as well um and then i had to figure out how to offer new membership because i just didn't want to stay stagnant and in the event that more people decided that they were going to quit i needed to kind of come up with something how do you charge or online class when I'm not there, when you don't necessarily have the equipment, when you're in another state and you're not taking it live. So I came up with a weekly payment plan, which would be easy because when this ends, if it ends abruptly, it's only a week. So we can just cancel it right away. So I had to kind of factor in paying my coaches, the time it takes, and that's you know coming up with um, the fee for the membership and then promoting that membership. So I did that instead of um, boosting Facebook ads, which I just, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me stop you for one second because mm -hmm. I, I do, I want to come back. And, and I, I'm, I'm sorry to keep stopping you, but yeah. there's, there's, there's really good parts to this story that I, I don't want to, I don't want to breeze over just because this is a, a podcast. We try and dig into the, the tenets of leadership and there's, yeah. there's some really interesting things. Um, you said uh, just now, you said, uh, I don't think it was me. Um, they were coming for each other. And, 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 and that's probably true. And I think what's interesting is that that's, I think that's a great hallmark of leadership is one, one is not just doing it for self congratulatory purposes and, and opportunities, but, um, passing it on, but, but also recognizing that you created the conditions and we know that from the military, right? Task condition standards, but you created the conditions for them to get together and, and, and you created the environment that, uh, that, that created and and certainly you as a business owner again you you're not you're not the type to to sit there and pat yourself on the back but what but we would I, from the outside looking in we would say you know as a leadership consultant myself i would say you did a, a great job of of it appears creating the environment 
Um, and that's what people were, were buying into was not just not just the opportunity to come to get together because they can do that on their own on their own Zoom calls. It was buying into you and what you uh, what you had created that the, the environment you created. Would you um, again, if you were taking off your your modest hat, would you say that that was something that you consciously knew, or was it just sort of an organic process that just happened? Oh, that's a tough question. I don't know. This is um, an easy podcast. I know. Oh, you're really making me dig deep. We're um, making the calculus question. <laughs> I think I just, I fear um, taking credit because I don't want it to go away. And so I think a lot of the things, I know that I work hard and I, and I know that I'm really authentic and vulnerable <laughs> answer. You know, that, that's, that's, that's part of what, what makes you endearing, I think, to the people who follow you on social media and, and your, your members is that endearing, authentic response. And, and I'm sorry, so please go ahead. That, that's <laughs> um, and so I don't, I don't ever want to be like, yeah, that's because I, I did this. The, a fact, <laughs> right. The fact is, yes, I started, I started the tea, but I think another fact is that if they didn't want to go then they wouldn't, but then I guess another fact is that they want to go because of me. So yeah, I suppose, um, I just, I think, I think because I genuinely just, they just feel my love and like I'm obsessed with them. And I think that it, they just love to feel good and they know that it's going to come from me. It's going to come from my coaches. It's going to come from each other. And if something makes you feel good, you're probably going to keep going, right? You're going to keep doing it. So I see the patterns and I'm like, well, this is working. And I if you're a leader that. and if you're a leader who is, um, who is uh, uh, motivated by making other people feel good? It's it's this fantastic circle, right? Where you work, your job is to create conditions in an environment with that make other people feel good. The better they feel, the more you are inspired and the more you're motivated to, to work hard for them. I, I'm again, I'm here. I'm putting words in your mouth, but that's no. That's, that's I say that that is that is exactly it. And I don't like I don't shut down. I mean, from when I wake up in the morning until I go to bed at night, you should see I have post-its and lists and I'm constantly you should see the text between me and my admin. I'm like this, this. And she's like, Erica, categorize these things, you know, and, <laughs> and that's part of you know how I work and why she is so good with me, too, is because I'm such an idea person. I'm always thinking of things and she's able to like this can be done in six months. This can be done tomorrow. And Erica, just chill out for a second. We, we got it. Um, but I just I always want to keep innovating and bringing new stuff because I never want anyone to get bored and I don't want to say that like I'm the first to do things but when this all started I did not see anybody moving to an online model it was you know Facebook videos or go to the YouTube and it was like the way I see it. I think I even mentioned this in the group if you're going to do something be first and be the best because everyone's going to come and follow and then everyone's going to be doing it but if you did it the best and you did it first you're going to have your set people out there. People aren't going to jump and try to see what's the best one. And I think that's a big part of it too, is like, hey, we did it first and this is what our business model looks like. And I know that many people aren't going anywhere and it's because we're awesome kind of thing, you know? And mm. um, It's interesting. And I, I, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, uh, I, I was just going to say, and I think that's a part of being a leader is you're not a follower. It's that easy. Uh, I was going to say, um, Apple has been uh, notorious for not being first to market. They were with some things, but but they sit back and allow other people to do whatever the the, the some variation of the touchscreen or some variation of of the cameras. 
But what they have a great following on is they're the best. They sit back and they watch other people do it, and then they do it, you know, ten times better. Now, I'm not getting to debate whether you're an Android <laughs> or Apple guy, uh, but that that is the people who who subscribe to um, to Apple products have said that that's one of the things they do well is they sit back. They watch what other people do, and then they come out and they do it even better. Um, I, I like the, I like your, but and that's and that's an interesting challenge as a as a leader, um, is be first and be the best because so much of that first foray into um, into any effort, especially as a leader. I mean, there's I mean that's leadership 101 is taking chances, calculating your risks, but not being hamstrung by trying to get. A, a perfect solution at some point somebody else is going to beat you to the game and, and get out there first right so get out there ahead of the group but also be um maybe have have be prepared for your ego to take a little bit of a beating going when the when the customer comes back and says it needs this that and the other fix um and being able to continue to to not only put the first product be first to market but then also um be willing to continue to adapt right don't set it and forget it you have to put it out there and then be willing right. to adapt and that's um, one of the things you know i follow um <clears throat> all of the gyms within like a 10 mile radius i subscribe to their newsletters i follow them on social media and people you know think that oh like we're cheating or you're stealing their business model and I'm, I'm not stealing i'm making sure that i'm always better so when i see something or they're running a challenge i almost laugh i'm like oh, look at that wording or look at look at that you know and um it's because who are the gyms um, that you do that to I'm not. <laughs> um, if you actually would have said, I would have had to. I would have had to edit it out. <laughs> had to edit it out. Yes. Um, but no, that but that's the idea, right? Because we're constantly changing, and I have to constantly be innovative. And I'm not. I'm not inventing exercise. But I think that you know, when I talk about on my logo, it says fitness redefined. I'm redefining it. So you may have something this way, and I'm going to redefine it, and it's going to fit. And it's going to work for my business model and everyone's going to want to try this. And then maybe something else comes out and I'm going to take it and I'm going to redefine it and make it mine. And that's kind of like the dub way. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not just saying this is what we're doing and I'm stuck here. And I think that's also, you know, why I like to have my tea and talk and because I'm constantly coming up with new ways of doing things um, with with my members and, you know, with changing membership, like. Membership couldn't be charged or ran the same way that it was, so I had to change it. Um, so I think, yeah, with Apple, you know, sitting back and watching, you have to watch your competitors, or you're going to lose. So let's go back, and I, and I, I promise you, I, won't, I, I keep interrupting you because you, you, there's just so many great lessons that that we can, you know, th that we can go down these rabbit holes with. But uh, I want to go back because I want actually want to finish the story because you you had to, on that Zoom call we were on that 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 group meeting, uh, you had alluded to some other. Stuff that you that you had done to pivot and some challenges that we're having in this again very weird crazy times that none of us thought we'd be in you know three months ago. Um, you uh, you're you pivoted. You you created this online model. You're down at your sisters now. You're coming back and kind of take us from there where where you've continued to pivot and innovate and 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 meet challenges. Some of some of which you have and and we'll dig into a little bit what you haven't yet. Um. So on top of just the regular classes, having the tea, now we're doing bacon, now we're doing happy hours. Uh, I wanted another way to um, kind of connect with my members because, again, I wanted to stay relevant. So after the classes, it's, you know, especially if I, we can't be there to correct and watch form, 
I know that they're going to be more sore. And I also know that eating habits have changed drastically. We're not as healthy as we used to be. We're just kind of eating what we can and drinking a lot. So I developed a movement and mobility class. And that's now we just kind of do stretching. So for 30 minutes, it was a stretching thing. And um, then it was uh, at, the, at the end of every workout, we would have like a finisher or a burnout, which is really hard to do virtually. So now I do eight minute abs at 8 a.m. So for eight minutes, that's it. We do an eight minute Zoom call and I load all of that stuff onto a YouTube channel now so they can do it as much as they want. And then um, I started noticing that their kids were joining for the stretching and for the abs and the moms during tea would start like, oh my God, I'm a teacher and these kids and I don't know how to do this. And I was like, you know, like, what if I took them off your hands for an hour or half hour, uh, a couple days a week? And everybody was like, oh my God. Um, so I went to um, school. I got earned my bachelor's of science in kinesiology, but I also got my teacher certification for K through 12 health and physical education. So I took... Um, that model of being a teacher and turned it into um, like a little dub, I guess, like a fitness class. So we, I call it, so my, they call me Coach E. My nickname is E-Dub, which is where dub comes from. No one ever knows that. Um, so we, I called it PE with Coach E. And I did a couple classes with my members first, did like a trial to see how it would go because talking to kids here, I can't force you to do anything, right? You can just run around like a crazy person. Um but I knew it had to be fitness and not so much game oriented because fitness would wear children out. Fitness is going to make kids tired. And that's what the parents needed. They needed their kids at the end of the day to get worn out so that when they were finished, they would eat dinner and then kind of like chill out. So we or I developed PE with Coach E and that's exactly what it is. So for the time it starts at 5 p.m. And I basically, I mean, I'm soaked with sweat after teaching this class with the kids. So it's really cool. Um, and I put up a big projection screen at dub so when i'm teaching the class like how you can just see me probably in a small screen or vice versa now on the projection i can see everyone big so it's like 12 by 12 for each little square and now i can kind of actually be like jason you know stand up and they're like oh my god she can see me you know so it's kind of cool <laughs> being able to do that and you become um, big brother in their house yeah um but the first class that i did i had moms sending me pictures and videos and they're like this is so awesome you know and i all the emails and of course i saved all of that stuff because it's good for testimonial stuff but it's also good for me because i'm like oh my god i, I was a good pe teacher you know like this is okay like kids do like this and um so it, it feels good for me but i'm also like oh man i just gave them a break for an hour their kid was not up their butt or you know making some kind of mess in the house somewhere and then right after class the adult class would start so then you know they could kind of switch roles and then the, the mom would hop in front of the screen and so we do that every tuesday and thursday and you know i have to now think so i don't know if i'm skipping over things but now what i'm doing i actually have it right in front of me is how can i keep this going right when we go back to real life i don't want to stop any of the things that i started so now it's, it's these your clients are not just local clients anymore they're not clients who are just right it is if i think i remember you saying on one of your facebook posts that you have clients across the country now yeah. mm -hmm. so there's some in california idaho oklahoma um up in new england yeah so they're in different time zones too so i had to be sure that they knew the pe with koji was on you know eastern daylight time and not uh their time but yeah so i have to figure out how to keep that going because I, I think I don't 
you know, these people need me. So I, I can't just say, okay, we're done um, and leave it at that. So now I'm working on kind of like a second business model. So we can have Dub brick and mortar and then now we can have Dub online. And uh, yeah, I just want to dominate. <laughs> What's, uh, what, what, what challenges, uh, what's next? And, and I want to, I want to wrap up with, with this, cause I think this is a great way to kind of conclude what, um, what challenges do you, do, are you, so one of the marks of a good leader is being able to, um, is see the unforeseen, right? And, and that's, the, that's, the, I mean, that, that is the crux of the, the, that, that mythical perfect leader is being able to accurately predict where where the challenge is and be able to position their their organization um in a position to be uh, to be best to be first and to and to be on the front end of of that where do you see not just the industry but in, in particular your challenges what's next in terms of your pivot and uh and trying to stay on ahead of uh the the um the constant change that we see with uh with covid so I think my challenges are are twofold. So um, on one of my books, I have a T chart, just you know, just a line and a little T, and I have um, COVID and I have Dub, and so the COVID uh, section has cleanliness, equipment cleaning, women you know too close, sweating on the floor, because you know whether we want to believe it or not, we have forever changed everything about shaking hands, hugging, and even just sweating next to each other. So I think I still need to be that like uh, upfront about we're clean. It's okay. You can do this. But I also need to be sure that I'm not just giving them lip service. And I, like, I need to make sure that my stuff is clean because God forbid it happens in my gym. So making people feel safe, feel comfortable, also meeting all of the requirements. Um, do I need to cut class size down now? Do I have to change class time so I can fit more classes in with less people? How do I make sure that people are staying in their little box? You know, and so all of that right now, especially with coming with what's coming up with them doing like a the reopening of everything is I want to be sure that we are solid on our plan. Um, and then the, the dub section or dub side of the T chart is people are now realizing that they don't need a gym. So they've, you know, purchased equipment online aside from all the equipment that I've, I've loaned out to them. They were, Every day I'm giving, every night in an email, I send out an in-home workout, stuff to do with, so I basically taught them how to not need me. So I just need to be sure that they want to come back in. Um, and I think now though, because I'm offering so much like with the abs and with the um, movement mobility, with the tea, with the happy hour, I need to somehow keep that involved. And I know it can't be every day because everyone's going to go back to work and things are going to change, but how do I keep this closeness so that we all just don't kind of fall off? You know, everyone right now is like, oh, we have so much family time and we love each other. And I'm not going to take this for granted. We all know that within a month of going back to our normal, busy, hectic lives, we just resort back to that. So I want to make sure that I stay relevant in both um, the gym aspect and in their personal lives aspect. So that's kind of what I'm working on now is challenges. Not, not easy challenges to overcome. That's, yeah. uh, um, hey, before we wrap up, uh, where can people find you on uh, on the interweb? So you can find me at um, dub-fitness.com or all over social media, just Erica Webster or at Dub Fitness on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. Uh, and I think the easiest thing that you can just do is Google Dub Fitness. I think it all just kind of comes up. Um, but yeah. It's D-U-B as in 
as in the letter W, but D-U-B Fitness. Yes, yes, because E-Dub is my nickname. <laughs> I, I picked up on that Coach E. At first, I mm-hmm. thought it was Coach E. Coach I didn't know what Coach E was. <laughs> But uh, no, it's not good. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm slow on the on on the uptick there, but I got it. By the end of the conversation, I figured out. It was no, oh, 47 e. minutes later, you were like, "Oh my God, that's what she meant." Hey, it's Coach E, the letter. Ah, oh. get it. We're out of time. All right, Erica. Hey, thank you so much for for your time. Thanks for your insights, and uh, best of luck. We're we're really excited to see what's next, and. Uh, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of le- business leaders listening that have taken so much from you and, and your modesties. It really is. It's uh, it's 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 inspiring and, it, and it's cool to see. But um, we appreciate you sharing uh, the insights and, and uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit on, on uh, where you were and, and how you've gotten to some some great innovative strategies. Well, thanks for having me and forcing me to have this hard conversation. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Greencastle Podcast. Please be sure to give us a like, a thumbs up, a share. You can find us at greencastleconsulting.com forward slash podcast or on all the major podcast channels and the social media channels, including our YouTube channel. Thanks very much. We'll see you on the next episode.